Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey from living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day in search of what I'm really here to do, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Now that we know how to kind of feel other people's energy and and realize when it's not yours, I, at this point, another healer came into my life and I know now that when someone is brought to you as a teacher, the timing is perfect. So I, I've learned not to question it and to just go with the flow of it. And, you know, that's a hard thing to do to get out of your mind and, and just allow what energy comes towards you to know that that's the energy that's supposed to come towards you. And I'm just going to give a quick example. This podcast, if you're listening to it, is a form of energy. And you should take, if anything in it resonates for you, you should be taking it as that's energy that's meant to become come to you to help you on your journey and you know not to say all of it is helpful but maybe there's a little nugget here that or there that is so the next healer that came into my life is a man named Doug and um all I was told would is that he would help to put me back into flow and I did had no idea what that meant but I knew that Again, I was open to the experience. So one Saturday, I, I, well, actually one Friday, I called him and he's, he, or I texted him and he picked up the phone and called me. And I since have learned he is not, a, he likes to talk. He doesn't, he's not a texter. Um, and he's like, yeah, man, just come over whenever. Like super casual, doesn't make appointments, just is very chill. So I was like, okay, I'll come over tomorrow. So Saturday comes and I, I, I went and all I knew is that he was going to put me into flow. Um, it turns out that he does a thing called cranios, craniosacral kinesiology. Um, and essentially you're laying like on a massage table and he checks your limbs and like puts pressure on them to see that you're I think it's your neurological system is aligned. And if it's not, you aren't able to hold up the pressure that he puts on like each of these points. And then he basically adjusts you and your neck and some other things. And at the same time, then he did this allergic test on me to tell me the things that I'm allergic to, which um, were wheat and corn. And then he said, sugar is the the biggest way to to get you out of flow and basically he was saying that that's like the I don't know like the worst thing we can be doing to ourselves which of course is my one vice I love sugar and um yeah so while we're we are while he's doing this and it took like an hour um he asked like oh no I think we were talking about politics because at that point in my life I was super into politics and I literally was listening to a podcast on my drive up to his house and um 
he just was like, man, wait, first I'm going to say he's 72 years old and he's a total original hippie. So his, his speech is like, man, you can't control what happens in the news. Everything that you watch on the news is something that's already happened. So basically you're putting your energy into something that is in the past that you have no control of and you cannot affect in any way, but you're draining your energy on it. You know, he's like, I haven't had a TV for 30 years. He's like, I, I kind of know what's going on with in the world just through people, but I, I don't tune in to something that isn't in my existence in the present moment. And I remember feeling like, oh God, this guy is out there. <laughs> and um, he just was, he, you know, he just kind of went on and was like, we're here to live in the present, not the future or the past. And you can't have dark without the light. So everything that's happening in the news right now, it's what's meant to happen. Every single thing that we're going through and feeling, it's all part of a plan that we agreed to come into this life to experience. So to dwell on it, it doesn't do you any good. And it just feeds this collective unease. And I, you know, again, I was like, okay. And then he asked me if I had done any psychedelics. And I was like, what? <laughs> and and then he asked again. And I said, well, I mean, when I was like in my 20s, I tried acid once and I tried mushrooms once. And um, and he was like, well, you know, if if you are open to it, that's another way to kind of get deeper in your spiritual journey. And again, this is the first time I had been exposed to this. And I, I felt like it, it was a Saturday. I didn't have any other plans. And I just said, well, am I going to be able to drive home? And he goes, oh, this experience is only 15 minutes long. So, and then it's completely gone. And I think at that point, I just felt comfortable and, and, I guess I would go back to say like now that I can kind of feel people's energy and understand more where they're coming from, I felt safe. And I'm, I don't think, I, well, I know I'm not really feeling safe with a lot of people. So <laughs> I just felt like, again, this person is here for a reason, you know? And um, so then at that same time, two other people came over to his place and they both were healers in their own rights. And they, they said to me, you know, we'll be here to hold space for you. And I had no idea what that meant either, but I was like, okay. <laughs> but again, they were like super like living from their hearts and you could feel just the good energy from them. So then like we w kind of went into like a sacred circle and they did a, like a little prayer for me and um, created like a, a, like a bed on the ground and like with blankets and stuff and kind of gave me the logistics of what I, what was going to happen. Um, other than like, it was a smoke that I was going to inhale, but you know, and they told me I needed to hold it in as long as I could. Um, that's really all that I knew. I didn't ask what it was. I didn't ask other than that. And that I knew it was 15 minutes. So, um, and I have to say now in hindsight, I'm so glad that I did it that way because 
what happens in your mind is it questions things and gets anxious about it and wants to to be able to control what what's happening and I just let it flow into again I think this is what I'm supposed to be trying so then um I remember like inhaling uh this smoke uh and I remember like them counting backwards, like to see how long I could hold it. And then I don't remember not ever breathing out. So I think then I just felt like I was falling. I was already laying down, but I felt inside like everything was kind of falling backwards. And then all of a sudden I sat up and I was like shaking and shaking my head like like this almost like if you have like the chills, but imagine that like all over your body, like I just felt like a shaking And then I felt like I was going to, um, like a dry heave kind of thing. And I like, a well, they told me afterwards it was like an energetic release, but I'm, I'm conscious during this. So I'm like, I'm seeing myself and I know what's going on, but you don't have control over any of it. So it's kind of that feeling. So, um, then I didn't throw up. I just like was doing this kind of energetic heal, like heaving and that lasted for maybe, I don't know, a minute. And then they laid me back down. And my eyes, I remember, were open. And Doug started, like, strumming on his little guitar and playing, like, these, like, soothing songs. And I'm kind of, like, looking around and everything looks the same. Like, I didn't, I didn't see anything different. But then all of a sudden, just these tears started flowing coming out of my face and um the most beautiful feeling came over me and I feel like it was like a download or I I don't know how else you would say it because no one was speaking them and I'm not seeing anything but it felt like this just knowing came over me and I just started crying and just the most beautiful peaceful crying and the the girl that was there the other healer she asked me why are you crying? And I said, I realize that I'm not alone anymore. Um, what I found, what I felt was just oh, s- such a beautiful connection to every person, everything, every tree. I mean, every animal, every crystal, every, every single thing on this planet we are all the same. We are all connected and we, uh, we are one, you know, we all come from this exact same place. And it just made me know like that feeling that I had had my whole life of not fitting in. It's, it's impossible. It's, it's literally impossible. And I felt like I'm never going to feel alone again. I mean, there is, we, none of us are alone. We are all part of the same beautiful experience and beautiful existence. And this is like, it goes even deeper, which I even realized in that point, like even the bad in the world, that, that soul agreed to come to this life and play that role. And it's beautiful, you know, like there, you can't, have a judgment towards it because we all agreed that that person was going to do this or you know that whoever if it's a group of people a person 
they all agreed to come here and play that role so that we could evolve as people, as a mankind, as as a way for the good to also show up and, and shine its light. And it just took away like all of the pressure that I had been feeling about what's going on with the world right now. It just let go. It felt like every everything is as it's supposed to be. And um, then the girl started crying and I asked her, why are you crying? <laughs> and she said, you're just reminding me of what, what it is to be one. It's like seeing it through your eyes. It's beautiful. And then um, that lasted for maybe five minutes. And then I started like, you know, I stopped crying. And then I, the next thing that I felt, and again, it felt like a download because again, I'm not seeing anything. I just am feeling it deeply inside was that I don't need to be afraid. There's no, nothing to be afraid of. Like all of our fears are in our mind. And, and my thing about not being able to be who I maybe was meant to be or deep down, like really showing who I am, that fear of letting go and really just allowing that it's, it's my, it's all in my mind because we're here to share what we are. Like there, there is no parameters on what you can share and what you shouldn't share. It's just all here to flow. Like we're literally all here to live who we're here to be. So anything that you hold back from that true place is not real. And it's, it's something that you are imposing on your own self. Um, and again, I started crying and I just realized like, wow, I've lived my whole life being so afraid of so many things that I didn't want to be judged for that. Oh God. I felt remorse in that I, I was, I'm 43. So I felt just of a remorse that those years were lived unauthentic, right? And I, I said that to Doug. I said, I'm, I'm sad that I'm just now knowing this. And he just said, he was like, beautiful, it wasn't time. It wasn't time for you to know that yet. And again, I, it, it, it's it's my mind being remorseful of something again that is in the past that doesn't exist in this moment. And it all kind of ties together that we have to b- believe that when something presents itself to you in this moment, that's the perfect timing and be okay with that and stop, you know, feeling bad for what wasn't. Um, and I just felt like such a peace and such a beautiful knowing at that point um they I think it was Doug said to me you know people this is what people get to when they meditate for you know years and years and years and years this is the place they're trying to get to and and in this psychedelic experience you're able to get there within minutes and then it's like all of the mystery of the the world like you know we all grow up hoping that we're part of something and whether you're religious or spiritual, you hope that there's a God or something that we all come from. And this was like a confirmation of that. And it's like such a beautiful, 
it's like not a hope anymore. It's not a hope anymore. I know that it, it's real, you know. Um, uh, it just changed everything. It changed that day. My life changed. Um, I have, I, I went, I, right away I went and told Richard, obviously. <laughs> and I, oh wait, first I'm going to say, okay, so I get up and I'm just like, kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe this just happened, but I am not judging it. And I, I end up getting in the car and going home and I'm like, wait, what did I just do? So I text Doug and I said, what was that? And he said, um, it's called 5-MeO-DMT, but we call it Rumi. Um, and that's, that's all I knew. So then, of course, the first thing I did when I got home is Google it. Like, what is that? And what it, people are calling it online is called the God Molecule. And just the stories that I had found online um, really just mimicked what I felt it's like the most beautiful experience I've ever had and then now clear knowing that you are who you are because that's who you're supposed to be you know like literally we all are who we are we just are trying to live in a society that makes us all the same but we're not we're literally not and um it it's just a beautiful experience. So of course I told Richard, I said, first, I want you to know I'm fine. Nothing bad had happened, <laughs> but I want to tell you what happened today. And of course the, the first reaction is kind of a little bit surprising. And then we looked online and tried to find like YouTube videos and it, I'm not going to lie. Like there are people that go through a much more challenging, um, time with it. And from what I could tell online is that the, the part that I was like shaking and kind of trying to dry heave, that is where you have to let go of your ego to get to the, the light, let's say. And a lot of people will struggle there. And um, it could be because in such a short period of time, some people will stay in that kind of chaos or fight with their own ego or mind for, for the whole 15 minutes and then you don't get to the amazing experience and actually the girl that was there while I did mine she told me the first time she did it she what she was in the ego part the entire time so I just got I guess I just got lucky thank god because uh, I think I, it would have probably scared me if it was just you know uncomfortable and kind of like chaotic um so then I, Richard was like, I, God, I wish I didn't, I didn't Google this because then maybe I'd be more open to trying it because again, it, it's your mind wants to know, uh, wh what it is, but it's different for every person. And I will say I have since tried it again. And the second experience was completely different than the first. So I, and I know that what is meant to come up for you and that experience is, is what's meant to come up. It's like a, you can't have a judgment for what you're, you're meant to experience in that moment. Um, and again, it's all beautiful, right? It's all like a teaching moment uh, if you allow it. So um, that 
experience completely changed me in the way I never watched the news again. Uh, and that's been maybe, let's see, uh, seven months ago. And the reason is because I, I now can see that if you are tuned into the drama of what the news is, you're not living in the present moment, which means you're not connected to the energy that you're supposed to be experiencing in the moment. And I'm not, I try not to judge other people for what they want to be tuned into. But I know for myself that I have like a kind of obsessive personality and that I like like to get to the bottom of things. And I, I can't just let it go at watching the news and not it like really internalize, infect, affect me internally. <laughs> so just my personality type, I, I know that it's not right for me. I know that if I allow that in, then I am more focused on the past. I'm more, more focused on the drama. I'm, I'm like, could be one of those people that has the, the news on all day long and be completely happy, you know, cause it's like, you're so tuned into it and just feeling it. And, um, but I know now that it, what is the purpose? Um, it, there is no purpose. And what I found by closing that door in my life is I am way more connected to spirit or energy in the present. And if you, if your mind isn't scattered in a zillion different directions, you can focus on what's real. And, um, I mean, even this, like when I back, when I, when I tried that psychedelic, I would have never considered doing a podcast, <laughs> you know? No, I'm super introverted. And I had always been very quiet and shy, especially about my personal life. Um, so I, I think part of this journey for me is like be, being open and being able to share like the deepest secrets or fears that the old me would never, ever, ever, ever. I would never have probably even had a diary and written them then down <laughs> because I wouldn't have wanted to know that they really existed. And and I'm gone from that to just throwing it out there to whoever's meant to hear it. And even in that, this whole thing came about in without a an agenda, you know, without a, well, this is going to be my next project or no it's it literally it, what came from like I said Richard and him saying I think a lot of people would benefit from hearing what your experience has been and it's that's it um so I I'm not saying that psychedelics are the thing for everyone to get to a spiritually enlightened place but it what I've understood since that time is that it helps speed up the process. Some healers completely don't agree with that or don't agree with doing it. They think you can get there on your own without the help of psychedelics. Uh, I would just say that it, it just, it brings you right to the source of knowing why, why you're doing it and why there's a longing to be connected, you know, I think that if if there's a way to go from hoping to knowing, that can get you there. Um, 
And it's such a beautiful thing to know, like, literally all of us are one, you know, and now when I see people or when I'm around people, I just feel that connection. And like, it doesn't matter if they are expressing themselves in a way that isn't in line with me. I just think it's like now all part of the what's meant to be, you know, um, I mean, it came down like as on as I was driving home that day, I was listening to music on the radio. And um, that song Free Falling from Tom Petty came on. And I just had this like, (laughs) enlightened feeling that every like hit song that's out there and that's been out there, you know, for however long, whenever it happened, I feel like that also is energy that's part of the collective that then the the artist puts it out there, but then it takes everyone to, for it to resonate inside of them for it to become like a hit song, right? And that is just a simple way of looking at an expression of what we're all here for. You know, like every everything that we're all here to put out there is literally what's meant to be. And it just, it's like, how many people could it affect? You have no idea. But in those cases of songs, it just like could affect a generation, you know? And it's a beautiful thing if you just let it flow through you instead of trying to control it with your mind. And I I just, yeah, I remember thinking like, this is an example of it. This is like literally, I mean, there's so many songs that we all know and we all like, when they get on the radio, you're just like singing at the top of your lungs. And this is just part of it. Like that person allowed the energy to flow through them and it resonated with everyone, right? In a positive way. And and I would say the darkness has a way to do that too if you allow it to resonate with you. I think if you try to keep yourself and your mind in the light, meaning like, yeah, we all have a light in the dark. And I, I kind of mentioned that last time. We all have a shadow side. So I'm not, not claiming that I'm in the light. But if you try to keep your present moment in the light, then you're, you're part of the, the positive instead of the, the dark, right? Because like I said, you, or Doug said, we need to have both in order for us to, to have life, um, you can just ho- hope that you're on the side that makes you feel better. And I know that uh, living in the in the chaos and drama, like for me personally, I have like the way that I would express my anxiety about it is I, I have this like obsession with pulling at my hair and I don't know where it was coming from, but it was like this constant need to have like a, a place to, to, to anchor that energy, you know, and I find that I have let a lot of that go. There's still like some deep seated anxiety that I have, but in general, when you're not taking in that, that chaotic energy, let's say, um, you're able to just let things move through you in a positive way. And yeah, it's beautiful. So that's my story on this subject for now. Doug has shown me some other things, which I'll talk about next week. Um, But 
I just like for me the main thing is is that instead of judging something that comes your way allow it because on the other side of it it may change your life and it may be in a positive way that you have no idea like the ramifications of it right like I, I was literally a random Saturday that changed my life all from this stranger that I could have judged sure from the second that I met him but instead I I like let that scared person go and embraced what was in front of me and that's what this is about Oh